Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Good morning. It is Thursday, April 22nd. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Today is Recruiting Thursday. You knew that. It's where we're going to listen in on the latest episode from the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. And this one's a very illuminating conversation between Bud Elliott, Steve Wiltfong, and Andrew Ivins, who spent the earlier part of the week down at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, going through a uh, media day's first day of spring practice event of sorts and it's uh, they got so much good stuff and i think you all are going to really enjoy it this will actually be our last recruiting thursday of the offseason or the foreseeable future our goal was to to make sure our listeners knew about the recruiting podcast we think we have accomplished that and in actuality we just we've got a lot more content here on the college football daily that we need we need to have time to talk about it. and and taking that Thursday away is has meant well like think about next week next week next Thursday first day of the NFL draft we need to have an NFL draft episode so make sure you are following the 24/7 sports football recruiting podcast that's usually hosted by Blair Angulo who does an excellent job and i think today you are going to enjoy what Bud Steve Wolfong and Andrew Ivins have to say guys, welcome in to the 24-7 Sports College Football Recruiting Podcast. This is Bud Elliott filling in for your normal host, Blair Angulo, and I'm joined today by Andrew Ivins and Steve Wilfong. We were all together yesterday at IMG Academy, the prestigious uh, football boarding school in Bradenton, Florida. Going to have like seven NFL draft picks coming up. Just a, a really awesome experience for us. It was their first day of spring football practice. They have probably 25 or 30 guys at least who are going to go D1 spread amongst their classes. And, and you know, really a, a big, big shout out to IMG for opening their doors to us and, and making practice and all their players available. It was, it was a great experience. There's a lot of energy on the field, man. Those kids were excited to compete. Some of them, like their quarterback, AJ Duffy, new additions to the roster, top 247 signal caller from California, who'd been there working out, but, you know, was able to finally put some pads on, put the helmet on at least, and, you know, go out there and start installing the offense. So Tyler Booker leading the offense, setting the tone on that side of the ball, the coveted offensive lineman, top five player at his position nationally, the number one safety in the composite, Kamari Wilson, kind of the quarterback of the defense, the leader on that side of the ball, had the guys on uh, on defense chirping. And, and, and so the the atmosphere was terrific. It, it was raining, but it wasn't cold. So being from Indianapolis, I had a great time being down there. Yeah, Steve, you didn't have your umbrella though, or rain gear. Got to get the Florida local knowledge. Get that in it. No, I thought it was. I thought it was awesome, just because this was the first time we'd seen a ton of these kids at IMG really in like four months. Now, some of them have kind of snuck out and done some Elite 11 stuff, some some high-level camps, but this was the first real opportunity to see uh, a number of guys since IMG Academy's last game. What was that in November? Uh, and then, of course, every offseason, there's a, a new influx of talent. So I thought that was the biggest thing for, uh, for me. What really stood out aside from that energy, Steve, was just seeing all those guys really for the first time. I guess we'll start here with, with Ivan's. We know all these kids are good. We've put good ratings on them. We've seen their film. In many cases, we've seen them at their prior stop. But like like Andrew said, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a couple of these guys in person. Who is somebody that when you walked out on that field, you know, really popped for you and said, "Whoa, this this guy might be even better than I realized he was." 
I thought Jihad Campbell, the defensive end slash linebacker, was awesome. He he looked the part. You know, if you watch his junior film, it's a lot of him just kind of playing with his hand in the dirt. And he's simply just the best athlete on the field. He's from up north in the New Jersey area. But they're kind of going to play him, I believe, as, as more of a traditional linebacker at IMG Academy. And I thought he was awesome. I mean, he got his hands on on a few passes during one-on-ones. But he's, he's long. He's lean. Um, and, and he, to me, looked like one of the top probably edge players or or even linebackers, just defenders, I guess, in general that I've seen uh, in the 2022 cycle. So I was really excited about him. Um, and he's someone who's obviously we're going to move up in the rankings, uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, he, he might already be moved up. But to me, he was kind of, we didn't hand out like an alpha dog, but he, my eyes kept going to him uh, as the drills and, and practice went on. I thought that uh, Carnell Tate, the 2023 receiver out of Chicagoland, who's coming in to replace guys like Ja'Cory Brooks and uh, who signed with Alabama and Malik McLean, who picked Florida State, uh, uh, he's going to have a chance to step right in and be the go-to player at, at the position. And and uh, I just thought he was smooth, natural, terrific hands. IMG's got a loaded secondary, and all those guys were as advertised. And, and Carnell Tate was able to get open and make some plays against those guys. That really stood out to me as well, Steve. That secondary for IMG is so loaded. And, and really, for the most part, they shot pretty much shut everybody else down uh, as far as receivers go. But but you did see Tate getting open. Um, I'll throw it back to you, Steve, in a second. I, I spoke to Tate. He, he spoke really highly of Notre Dame, I believe Michigan, Ohio State. He's from the Chicagoland area originally, as I understand it. So certainly a guy in 23 want to keep an eye on. It's just the, the smooth acceleration for him is... It's impressive. He's not a violent runner, and then all of a sudden, like you don't really realize how quick he's going until he's he's going past you. Did you speak to to Campbell, Steve? So I talked to a, a lot of these blue chippers, and and for Jihad, and he's got his five official visits in, in order. Florida's in the mix. Clemson's in the mix. Georgia's uh, certainly a major player. Texas A&M's a contender in in Oklahoma. Those are the five schools that are in the best spot for Jihad Campbell. There was just a ton of Georgia buzz out of IMG right now as the Bulldogs, who have the number one ranked recruiting class in the 24-7 sports composite. A lot of their top targets that they're in great position for are on this roster Jihad Campbell already mentioned Kamari Wilson. I have crystal ball to Georgia right now uh, on that 24-7 sports feature. Dalen Everett's going to take an official there June 18th. So is Keon Saab. Uh, so Georgia's a finalist for those guys. I love where Georgia's at with Tyler Booker, the aforementioned uh, unspoken team leader uh, of, of the IMG football program. He's the tone setter, uh, the coaches set in the weight room and, and on the field for them. And uh, uh, Kamari Wilson's a great leader too for them. So, but George is in, in a terrific spot for all five of those guys right now. You mentioned Tyler Booker. I, I spoke with him after the practice was over, and something he said was was pretty intriguing to me. He said the coach that he has the best relationship with out of everybody who's recruiting him is actually a GA, you know, offensive line assistant coach for Georgia named Eddie Gordon. And he said, we're basically the same age. I was like, wow, okay. So I looked it up, and Eddie Gordon actually played for, uh, for Louisiana, I believe, up until 20. 18. So he's probably about 25 or 26 years old. So Booker's really not not that far off. And he, he said they relate really well. And he, he knows about all the issues that, that happened in high school because he really wasn't in high school all that long ago. Tyler's very mature too. So he yeah. can fit in with those guys in their in their mid-20s. You know, Georgia, they're battling Florida and, and Alabama. He's been camping at Alabama his whole life. You can probably go to Tyler Booker's house and find an old picture of him standing next to Nick Saban. You know, Ohio State's in there and, and Oregon is a contender as 
well. But I I, I kind of like where Georgia's at and Alabama's at for him going into these officials. But you had talked to him, Bud, about the name image likeness deal in, in Florida and Ohio State are doing a, a good job with him there. He's a kid that's got a presence to him and whatever school he picks, you know, they're going to feel his personality in a positive way in that locker room. For sure. And, you know, from a physical standpoint, he's he's put together. I mean, he, he's three and a quarter. That's sort of at the upper end of where we usually like offensive tackle prospects to weigh, but he's he's not sloppy at all. Like he, he's very well put together and, and moves pretty well out there. Got to see him pull, got to see him pass set. He, he looked good. Circling back on some of these other guys that I mentioned, Georgia in the thick of it for, you know, Keon Saab also really likes Clemson as well. And, and, and Penn State's in line for an official, you know, Dalen Everett, Clemson again, you know, Clemson was mentioned prominently with a lot of these guys, North Carolina, Dalen Everett's from the 757. That's where Dre Bly's from. Jay, Dre Bly's as good a recruiter as there is in the country and, and the way North Carolina's program's trending is attractive to Dalen. So, you know, Georgia's battling Clemson and and North Carolina and I, I'm leaving someone out there as I kind of stall you here as I look at my notes. Steve, if if you want to stall, I, I actually spoke to a coach last night whose team he does not think is going to get Dalen Everett, and he said if I were you, I'd put a crystal ball in for Clemson because he just feels like a Clemson kid. Sure, Florida State's the other for for Dalen. What a special class that Florida State uh, could potentially put together in the secondary if they can add Dalen Everett to Travis Hunter and Sam McCall. Absolutely. Ivan, so who else uh, Who else popped for you when you got out there and kind of made you say, whoa? I was watching a ton of the defensive backs and just to kind of re- reiterate or, or give some scouting opinion on Dalen Everett, I, I think he's pushing for not cornerback one status in this 2022 group. I mean, it's a, it's a very talented year at corner, very top heavy. Um, I, I would actually even say expand that. I mean, I, th- I think there's a ton of good guys. This is not a generational group, but really, really good. So if you're a school that needs a corner, this is the perfect year for you. But I, I thought Dalen, this was the first time I had seen him since during the season. And, and my big question with him is, was speed. And then you were just talking to some of the strength coaches at IMG Academy. They, they, they said that Dalen ran the fastest 40 out of anyone on that roster when they tested a few months ago so speed is not an issue at all i think he's kind of the real deal i liked him a lot keon sab is an interesting one to me to me uh, the, the the five star originally from new jersey he's listed as an athlete by us i, I think some schools were initially recruiting him as a safety but i kind of see him in, in more of a you know hybrid type of role, which we're seeing more and more at the college level and even in the NFL. I mean, he's a guy, I think, that you can drop back and into his zone, could man up if you needed, but also you can roll him into the box and help him contribute against the run. So I thought he was really good. I think, you know, coming into it, I didn't know how I felt about him, but but leaving there thinking, hey, he's kind of more of a, of a linebacker. I, I really like that. And, the, and then one guy in the 2023 cycle who I don't think has been talked about enough, and I don't even know if you guys mentioned him, Joel Nell Aguero. He transferred in from Massachusetts, currently ranked by us as a, a top 100 kid. You know, he did everything when he was playing football up in Massachusetts, but they're going to play him, it looks like, in the secondary. Again, elite testing numbers on him. He's a 5'11" 
190 pound kid. I thought he was awesome. You know, to me, I, I don't want to say he's Minka Fitzpatrick or, or anything like that, but I could see him playing that type of role for a school like Alabama, kind of being featured as a slot defender, uh, a guy that can can move around. So just circling back on that secondary group, man, I, I think it's really special. And I have no idea who's going to be able to throw the ball on IMG this fall. Hey, Joe Nell said that Ohio State was the program he was kind of most familiar with right now, but he grew up watching LSU and Oregon. His recruitment's starting to take shape. He wants to visit Florida, Florida State, and Miami when things open back up. And then just a couple more blue chip notes, bud. Katron Hill, the top 247 running back. He said that Florida and Georgia are doing the best job recruiting him, so there's another Georgia mention I forgot to say at the top. And then back to A.J. Duffy, the quarterback from California, taking recent visits to Arizona State and Florida State. And I think that those two schools each have a great chance to land him. The crystal ball is all Arizona State. He's going to go up to Michigan State this weekend, and they're in their program that he's been high on for a lot of his process also so mel tucker and coach johnson and them will you know hopefully make it if you're spartans fans hopefully make an impression on uh, on aj and and uh, he thinks he can make a decision if he's not able to make a decision within a week after visiting michigan state look for him to take some officials all right guys seems like a good time to take a little break here and when we come back we'll talk about the rest of the elite prospects we saw at img academy I want to tell you about the all-new Stitcher podcast app. It's been rebuilt from the ground up to make it easier to listen to podcasts on the go or on the revamped web player. Stitcher is home to all your favorite podcasts from the classics like My Favorite Murder, This American Life, and How Did This Get Made to the CBS shows such as First cut golf and fantasy baseball today in stitcher you have more control like setting your download preferences per show and the ability to listen at virtually any speed with stitcher you can listen to your podcast anytime anywhere so give the all new stitcher a try download it on the app store or at stitcherapp.com backslash download Okay, welcome back to the 24-7 Sports College Football Recruiting Podcast. Steve, I know you write the quarterback dominoes piece a few times a year. When, when Duffy does make his decision, that's going to impact some other recruitments as well, I know, down the line, including perhaps MJ Morris. Well, Florida State's in on a few guys uh, outside of A.J. Duffy. Uh, Taven Jackson's another quarterback from Indianapolis that, that I know Coach Dillingham and Coach Norvell have been talking to often. M.J. Morris is going out to Nebraska the first week uh, of May to check out their spring game. He was recently at Georgia Tech and NC State. And so there's a few schools in the mix for M.J. I would peg Florida State as the one to watch if, if they're pushing. But I really think that Taven Jackson is an interesting name for the Seminoles in this class and a guy that if, if Taven Jackson pulled the trigger today for FSU I think they'd shut it down and be done with two signal callers that's but, interesting so, so you think they would they would if Duffy's not ready to decide they would just go ahead and take Taven Jackson and be done with it I think that they would take AJ Duffy or Taven Jackson and, and be done I could certainly see that uh, what one player who I think pretty much everybody in the country would take is uh, am I saying this right uh, Samuel Mapemba yeah, you are. And uh, one school that's going to be tough to beat in that one is Alabama. You and I both talked to him. He had about three Alabama bracelets on. Mm -hmm. The reason why he plays football, he said, is because he loves Alabama. And watching them is what inspired him to just start playing. And he's already talking to several coaches on staff. He's a tight end at IMG. Alabama likes him on the defensive side of the ball. He's open to anything. He's the eye catcher that Andrew Ivins mentioned first in his article for takeaways from the camp. You walk out onto the field and they're saying, Sam Pemba, he's pretty. 
Yeah, I, I, I was really intrigued by him. And I, I don't even think they're going to use him at tight end this year. It, it sounded like he might be one of the wide receivers that spl- is split opposite of Carnell Tate. Because remember, they got Jack Peterson, uh, the UCLA commit at, at tight end. But yeah, man, he is all of 6'4", 225, really twitched up. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up in, in terms of just that position because there's a ton of position flexibility. I mean, one, one IMG assistant said, hey, this guy is a defensive end linebacker and others like oh he, i think he's the number one tight end in the, in the class of 2023 but yeah he was certainly uh intriguing and a guy you're just kind of like whoa uh one other guy on, on that offensive side of the ball and, and it, you know for, for all the f- people that are deep into recruiting who i think and, and steve i'll know you agree with me could have a bright future stacy gage that the young running back i think he's in the class of 2024 sunshine state native already got a bunch of power five offers but look man img seems to every year utilize you know, two, three running backs. And I would not be surprised if this guy is sharing the workload with Katron Allen. And if he emerged kind of as a household name uh, at some point down the line. I remember watching IMG play a game last year and he got a couple one yard touchdown runs. I forget which game it was. I watched him play a few times and it kind of reminded me of the, the fantasy touchdown stealer of him coming in there. But uh, Mike Sellers, the running backs coach who I don't know if y'all remember Mike Sellers was like a 270 pound fullback in the NFL that was like a was like a major receiving threat but he looked like he could still play a little he he said that he thought Stacy would be the best back to come out of IMG down the road so uh, they got some lofty expectations for him in Bradenton USC and Florida State are two schools already kind of ahead of the curve doing a good job with him yeah, he, he's going to be a real player to watch in the state for sure. By the way, uh, speaking of Katron Allen, I, I was speaking, I think it was with Sellers, and, and he said you know, he's not as flashy as you might think for a guy ranked as high as he is, but he, he gets the job done. And he, he actually compared him, you know, business-like approach when he's on the field to that of Noah Kane, who they had there at IMG, what, two or three seasons ago? I, I thought that was interesting. And Noah King was playing at, at Penn State. No, I mean, when you look at Katron Allen at, at first, he's all of 220 pounds. Like, you would not pick him out as the running back. And I'm not comparing him in any way to Travis Etienne, but I will say I was at an NFL kind of pro day, Brandon Marshall's things down here. And I, I had no, I, I only knew Travis Etienne from his pads and, and all that. And I saw him standing there. I'm like, who is that? I didn't think it was an, a potential NFL running back at all. And someone's like, oh, it's Travis Etienne. So I, I think that just shows, I mean, running backs are built in, in all different sizes and it really just comes down to that ability to break tackles, contact balance and turn on the tape, man. And Katron Allen gets it done. He, he is hard to bring down, and I think he's got the ability to change his directions. Is, is one of the he's one of the best running backs at that in the in the twenty two class. Absolutely. By the way, speaking of another twenty three who we like quite a bit, Francis uh, Maui Goa. Am I saying that right? Oh, you need to get Blair on the podcast for Man, that. Man, we do. We're missing Blair. <laughs> Man, defensive tackle, offensive tackle. We we have him rated as an offensive tackle. That's where a lot of the guys on ING staff think he is eventually. But he wants to play defense, and at the high school level, at least, nobody's going to tell him no. That that, that guy is is freaky looking. Yeah, I, he he again was kind of in that eye catcher category. I talked to him. One of the few guys I actually got a chance to grab. Uh, you know, I was snapping some photos. He told me he's cousins with Panay Sewell. So I mean, I don't know if they're first, second, or third cousins, but he said he was on Facetime with him recently. You know, they are basically the same size. I mean, he's six six. 
300 and over 330 pounds right now, but he moves really well. You know, we saw, I think, Bud, you were over there with me, them going through the defensive line drills, which is where I think IMG is going to let him play um, this fall. But it seems like his ceiling is going to be highest as an offensive tackle. That's why we, we got him ranked there. And I asked him still, like straight up, I'm like, where do you see yourself? And he says he's still trying to figure it out. He also added that he's not even worried about the recruiting process. I mean, this is a kid from American Samoa, uh, initially came over to IMG Academy, went home during the pandemic. Uh, Don Zalotti, who's at IMG, was explaining to us how they had to fight to get the, him back and, and he's here. So I think they're just going to let him play and he's not worried about that recruiting process at all. I think Oregon's in it. His older brother just signed with Washington State, so they're going to be in it. And I, I, I think everyone's going to come calling, you know, Michigan, Tennessee, Florida, or a few other schools that he mentioned to me. J.C. Latham only played offensive line for a short time at IMG, came down from Wisconsin as a defensive lineman, played, you know, and evolved late as an offensive tackle at IMG and ended up being our number one ranked offensive tackle. JC was a special athlete, so look forward to kind of seeing Francis's progression there uh, at the position, but there's no question he is a, he's a can't-miss can't prospect in the trenches. Before we get back to the players, I, just something when you walk around and, and you, you get introduced to all the coaches or, or reintroduced to the guys who coach at IMG, did it strike you all just how many of these dudes were like not only NFL players, but like really good NFL players? I mean, they Trey Thomas played in the league for what 14 years, a lot of Pro Bowls with the Eagles. Pepper Johnson, the, the defensive coordinator, was like Bill Belichick's kind of brains on the field back, back when Belichick was the, the defensive coordinator of the Giants and was you know, a really good player in his own right physically, too. They have so much talent over there. It, it, you can see how they develop guys. It's it's noticeable. Well, Chris Dishman, coaching the DBs, he played yeah. in for like 14 years and compared Keon Saab to Steve Atwater, which was just awesome because <laughs> Steve Atwater is a name from my childhood. But I wonder if Ke- Keon Saab knows who Steve Atwater is, like an eight-time pro bowler with the, the Denver Broncos. I almost remember having like a Steve Atwater football card where it was snowing on it and I thought it was a cool card obviously these players have great respect for their for their position coaches and when you're coming to IMG you have big ambition and big goals and IMG's put together a coaching staff to help these young men reach their reach their uh, dreams and the in the marks that they've set for themselves sticking on the offensive line there for a second Alu Ba is a player who from the last time I saw him to this time he, he slimmed down no, and that goes kind of right to what Steve was saying about them at IMG setting up a, a system where these kids can succeed. Like, again, I was talking with one of the strength coaches, and uh, they mentioned right away that a, a Lou Ba is a guy who has trimmed down a bunch since he arrived, you know, back in October from up in Memphis. So, yeah, he, he was impressive. You know, that they also highlighted Tyler Booker. Steve mentioned he's the unquestioned leader the voice of the team. He, he's a weight room guy. So you see bodies transform. And then Malik Bryant, a, a 2023 edge rusher who, you know, I recall seeing him play safety on the seven on seven circuit. Well, now he's 235 pounds and, and, and looking pretty, pretty rocked up as an edge rusher. So it, it's, it's amazing what type of transformations are going on there with the body types. One other course we forgot to mention, Jeff Blake, out there working with the quarterbacks and leading them on, on offense. He how he played in the NFL for a long time too. Absolutely. Last guy I'll mention here before we wrap it up, Jordan Hall, 2023 linebacker. Just it seems like maybe the smartest, you know, football player 
on the team. When he wasn't on the field, the defense wasn't perfect. When he was on the field, he got everybody lined up. He's not the best athlete on IMG, but he's still plenty athletic and probably like the coach's favorite player on that team, just from everybody you talk to, even guys who don't coach his position. They, they love the kid. Yeah, they said he was an extension of Pepper Johnson on the field. All right, guys, really appreciate you joining us here on the 24-7 Sports College Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair will be back in the next episode, and we'll see you guys next week.